The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we radiate motivation with Lisa Brum, rhymes with rum, of My Financial Girlfriend. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, Christy. Thanks for having me. This is going to be great. I think it's going to be fun. I, you know, I was checking out your website and this is myfinancialgirlfriend.com. And uh, I, I was just thinking how fun it looks you know, you, you walk people through finance and money and how to manage money, how to do money. And we tend to think of that as, Oh, that's, Oh, that's just, Oh, ew. Like, but your yeah, website can I pull makes out it, your, your wisdom teeth today? Right. <laughs> yeah. My daughter had her wisdom teeth out today. It's like, yeah, like pulling teeth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but your website makes it look fun. So it is tell us fun. a little bit about my financial girlfriend. What that? What is that about? To me, it means um, just don't do money alone if you don't want to, and you need a, a safe, confidential, private space to do money in. Mm-hmm. And why not use a financial girlfriend who can give you all the pointers and tell you the straight scoop and tell you where to avoid and where to start improving your money life. And you know, it's really just about. It's all things money, but you know, as as a financial professional, I've been doing this for 25 years. I came out of the banking industry when First Interstate got taken over as a hospital takeover by Wells Fargo, and I just knew that people want resources. They want people to ask questions. They want they don't want the sales tax tactics. They don't want to be pushed products in their face. They really just want somebody to roll their sleeves up and go, let's get to it. And you're cheer- I'm, your, I'm your favorite cheerleader because I'll, I'll say all the things that you might go, oh, I don't do very well in money and I don't know how much about this, but I'll go, well, let's dig in and find out because it's not hard. I can tell you right now, it's not rocket science. 
as much as people might think it's like drudgery and I, oh my God, I have, to, it's like cleaning out the garage on a beautiful Saturday morning. Nobody really wants to do it, but we have to do it if we live on the grid. <laughs> totally. And so what made you want to break off and do this kind of on your own? Well, um, basically I was tired of the bruising that I was giving myself on my forehead on Saturday or Sunday, sorry, Monday morning, 8 a.m. sales meetings in the broker dealers of in the firms throughout that I was working with. And, um, you know, I, I go into the meetings, obligatory, mandatory, eight o'clock Monday morning meetings with the sales staff or, you know, the team. And I would just like, I would just be chomping at the bit to get to my desk so I can make a call to my client who called because she's going through a divorce or call my person back who just wanted to figure out and talk to her CPA to say, make sure that we're all talking about the same numbers. And, you know, I just wanted to help people. I don't want, you know, I, yes, I sell products. That is something that says, well, Lisa, what do you do? I'm like, yes, products are kind of the byproduct. And once somebody understands why they're opening up something or how it's going to improve their life, I want them to see the whole picture. I want them to know that maybe they're the ones that come to me and say, oh, I need one of those because you just told me that I could save more on taxes or I can stuck money away from my college fund and all of those things. So it's really about the why, not the not the actual physical product. That to me is just like, yeah, of course, it's going to help. But this is all the pieces that fold in together and, and what you may already have in your financial life is going to work perfect if we just enhance it this way. So, again, I'm not here to to wipe a slate clean because I always say you've adulted your way to your, your, your life without a financial girlfriend. How much more improved can it be now that you have somebody to just ask the, all the dumb questions to and not feel shamed or judged right. because you want to learn more? Right, right. I mean, and. Okay, so I have to say this this podcast is pretty much by Christy for Christy, right? So <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> bring on people that I think I need. And so I know that for me, I need something like this because it's like I have no idea. I'm a woo-woo person, right? Reiki master, a spiritual medium. I don't know about money. I was a theater major and an English major. It's like, don't know these things. Yeah. And it was it, a theater. Just, I was in theater too. And I was what? in music. I, I played instruments. So, and I went into college, believe this, I went into college my freshman year and I tested into the third year French class because I'd taken so much French. So I was like, my whole, whatever is the right side is the most creative side of the yeah. brain. I was just flourishing on that side. But the minute I went into an accounting class, it like clicked because then it was yeah. like feeding all those neurons on my rational and, you know, everything balances and reconciles and numbers. You could find and discover where the problems were with, you know, rules of thumb and how to find, you know, if it was a transposition on a number, it means it was divisible by nine is the error. And it was just like rules and, and that kind of stuff just clicked. So I feel like in college is where I really got to right. just go, wow, I get to use both sides, still be the Lisa that I always knew that I could be, and just really service clients. It's all client-centric. It's how how would I feel in their shoes if they feel like they don't have enough information, they don't even know what to do or how to start, and I just want to be that person to kind of help show them the pathway and let, you know, Instead, like learn to fish instead of me just giving you a fish every day, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Well, I love that, you know, my financial girlfriend, it just makes it sound so low stakes, calm, fun. It's insanely approachable. That was my whole goal. It's it's so like no brainer that of course I want to sit down with somebody and just let them see what my, what I'm doing great and where I can enhance my and optimize things for myself and my family. Yeah, you need to put that on your business card. Insanely approachable. I love that as a tagline. <laughs> yes. Now, on your website, you've got 15 money hacks. Yeah. That is, yeah. Is a, yeah. So, so, you know that, um, well, I, I, it came from, a, it came from, you know, the little 7-Eleven penny jar or little you know cup that yeah. sits on your 7-eleven counters because people would just kind of throw a coin in there or didn't want to take cat you know little coins in their pockets on their way mm-hmm. out and um i'm like you know how much do they actually collect through the year i was just in there like this is a fascinating number to me because little tiny pennies may not seem like it doesn't mean much right i mean i think yeah. the government was even talking about getting rid of pennies as a coin And I'm like, you know, I think if we just think of pennies in our couches and in our, in our drawers and, you know, play in other purses, maybe we, you know, we're changing our purse and we just leave a coin in one purse. It's like all of those little coins actually make a matter. So like what little steps can people take in their money life that just improve one thing at a time, you know, and it's not, it's bite-sized and digestible. And it's like, you don't have to do all 15 in one day. You get to just pick and choose and are they applicable in your life? And a lot of times people, you know, the girlfriend in me just gives you pointers, right? So it's like, my dad is one of the examples on that sheet is because he came to me. It was, I think we were sitting and eating dinner one Sunday together and he's like, hey, you know, my doctor told me I can, I need to get a new prescription. I, instead of the two pills I take for my blood pressure and cholesterol I can have it all in just one pill and I can pick it up at Costco next week and and when he did he went from two four dollar prescriptions to a twelve dollar prescription because it's in one pill and it's new and fancy right Right. I go I go but dad you're paying eight dollars more and that you multiply how many times you know they give you 30 days at a time so you're already spending 70 some dollars more than you need to when are you or were you having trouble tr- taking two pills with your coffee? <laughs> and he's like, no. And I'm like, well, then switch back. Go back to the thing where you were paying a less amount and you got the same benefit. And that's really every single thing I look at is a filter through. Is there a way to pinch those pennies? Is there a way to help people just take one step at a time and see the progress, see the actions, take action because they're so excited about seeing things more money sitting in an account or savings or in, you know, their money jar. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love that. I love that hack. My mom had, was taking some medication and it was very expensive. And then her doctor said, you know what, why don't I write you a higher dosage and you just take half of it. And that saved her oh. quite a bit of money. So there are a lot of things we can do like that. Yeah. And yeah. It's a lot of times it's just a matter of just, you know, instead of just accepting it and walking out the door, mm-hmm. we actually ask why, again, go to the curious, be curious about anything somebody's suggesting or and, and, and anything I 
suggest. It's completely Googleable, right? Or it, may, it has to make sense. Like, I can't offer something that I would, like, if it didn't make sense to my dad, who's in his 80s, I'm not going to offer it to everyone. I'm just going to say, at you know, circumstantial, customizable, make sure that everybody's kind of getting what they can get from everything that they've seen and done. And so, like I said, it's sometimes just a tweak or two, and it makes all the difference in seeing how much more money you have a month. Oh, absolutely. Um, so what are some of these other 15 hacks, just like some of your favorite ones? Um, one of my top favorite, I've been talking a lot, especially since pandemic, is credit cards, paying off your credit card faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually teach some classes. It's called Rock Your Debt, um, What the credit card com- learn what the credit card companies don't want you to know. And that is when you make payments, women tend to round up. So if our minimum payment on our, our credit card company uh, right. says $72, then most of us will write, if we have it, we'll write it for $100 and send off that extra $28 as in one payment of $100. The problem is most major credit card companies will, um, they will pro rata your extra payment as if it was part of the minimum and you don't get full principal only payments like we think that we're getting from years and years and years ago. And the way we can tell is to look at your statement and how they break out that extra and what part of that went towards interest and what part of it actually went to the principal or actually reduced the principal dollar amount. So the the idea is you do it in a two-step process. You make your payment on or before the due date, and you should only wait one or two days next to send out the extra because it's just one or two days now of accrued interest because that minimum payment stopped the interest that was accruing from from the minimum you know from the minimum payment it stops because that's what they asked you to pay now you pay the extra a couple of days later or shoot it out on an auto or whatever you want to do and you're getting more of a forced principal only payment because they can only take out of that extra 28 what's accrued over those last two days you see what I mean? I do. That is brilliant. And that's kind of how I paid off my cars and my house early, way early, by dividing up the payments and sending mm-hmm. half of the payment twice as frequently. So it's Very kind of the similar. same thing, but I'm going yeah. to be doing that mm-hmm. on a credit card. Yeah, because if you let one or two weeks go by, then that's the that's when the clock stops when you made your minimum. And now days per diem percentage is now being compounded against you for 10 or 15 days. So you definitely want to do it closer to when the minimums you see it post and just only and and count weekends because nowadays every day is counting against you instead of where it was just Monday through Friday back before 2000. So there's a lot of changes and algorithms that we just don't even know that we're battling against because I, I ask this question a lot to clients. I'll go, they go, oh, I'm so in debt. I can't even think about setting up a retirement or anything. And I'll say, well, are you paying extra on your, you know, knowing? Like, it's a Perry Mason question, right? 98% of people do. I go, do you round up? Do you ever pay extra on your credit cards? And then they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, I got to get it paid off. I go, do you ever feel like the balance is actually going, you see it physically going down? And they're going, you know, I don't use it, but you're right. I kind of just hovers around that dollar amount month after month. And I said, it's because they're not taking principal payments against your extra payments aren't being used in a way that's more efficient for you. So 
that's one of my top ones. And I love teaching about this to most people mm-hmm. because, you know, it's that battle that we just don't know we're fighting. <laughs> uh, right. So you've got a bunch more money hacks where that came yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good things. Another one comes from, I use my family as uh, as a lot of examples, but my son, he's 29 and he's got a really great job now. And when he was 13, apparently my husband doesn't quite remember this, but he and my husband talked about however much money my son could, could save, mm-hmm. then, he, then we would match it when he went to go buy his first car at 16. And, you know, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a junker car because he's 16, but he saved up $3,000 by doing umpiring for little log, little league baseball through the summers and on weekends. And I was like, um, so what he did is the first, and I use him as this example, because when that job at 13, they had auto pay the direct deposit going for their paychecks. Mm-hmm. And they they sent him home with a piece of paper that said, where's your bank? Where's your routing number? Where do you want it? And he didn't have a check. He was only 13. He didn't have a checking account, but he checked the box that said savings because we did have a savings account for him. And that money just directly went into savings. So even as he's gotten a really good job out of college now, he just direct deposits always to savings because he goes, mom, isn't that where I eventually want all my money to be once I paid my bills? I'm like, yes, son, that's exactly what you want to do. So he knows exactly what his bills add up to, how much his rent and car payment and cell phone and how much he uses in food. And he just transfers over what he needs. And most of his money sits in a savings account. And he's, and he's working on getting a down payment for a, a condo or a house. So He's he's well on his way. I can tell you <laughs> he's got over tens of thousands of dollars sitting waiting for him to go for it and buy it and find the right house. Wow, good job, mama. Yeah, I know. Teaching. He heard a couple things. <laughs> but it was kind of forced on him because it's like savings, he only could do it to a savings. So, but every job he's gotten since then, it's always been a savings direct deposit. So that to me is is it may take us, you know, as adults, and now that we've kind of done things just to a checking, most of us put it to a checking account, We it takes maybe a month or two to kind of ease into it. So you don't just completely, you know, end up not paying your bills on time and things. But logistically, it doesn't take that much effort if you're really, if you really want to save, because most of us say, I just don't save enough. I want to be able to save more. And those are the steps that help us get there is just one little thing at a time. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> so what what type of client tends to seek you out? What type of uh, what type of person do you tend to work with? Well, I'll just say even before I was financial girlfriend, my company has been around since May of 2017. It came out of an, a leadership course that I had taken with some really fantastic um, kind of mastermind group people here in, in I live in Portland, Oregon. And when I came up with my financial girlfriend, it was like, um, I was worried. I had some like concerns, like, well, I work with men too. And how is it, you know, am I turning away clients because I'm a financial girlfriend or that I'm teaching other women advisors to be financial girlfriends? And what I found is that isn't the case because yes, I'll say a majority of my clients are women 
I'll say 80% of them have either a side hustle or are working towards being fully self-employed, whatever, you know, whatever their skills are. And, and, you know, if they're married and have a guy in their life, they come along because again, I'm not, I'm not spewing numbers off of, you know, CNN and the stock market and day. I'm not doing that. I'm actually, let's talk real money, day-to-day money management set it up and now you can observe and just monitor. You don't have to be in your accounts 24 seven or anything like that. And so I think I, I, I think by the name, I attract women because it is that insanely approachable uh, viewpoint. It's coffee, your girlfriend, and we're going over your money. That's pretty much the way it works. And I do it in a way that's not judgmental. You know, I'm not going to judge you for putting your rent on your credit card because we're in survival mode. Hello, you got to do what you got to do to keep the roof over your head. But but yeah. when things start turning around or you make more money or whatever those trigger points are, let's start work. Let's work on a plan today so that we already have some of these ideas of what those buckets should look like. So I would say a lot of my clients are just really financially curious. They really want to just not be spoken at. They want to be, they want to be engaged and it's a collaborative, to me, it has to be a collaborative process because the minute you leave my Zoom call or the minute you leave the conference room, it's your money. You're going to still do what you want to do. But if you have a place that, I'm not going to hold you accountable. I'm just going to say, it would be a really good idea if you try this. If you don't like it, scratch it and we'll start over. But I think that most people are very eager and highly motivated once they know that they don't have to be subject to ridicule or or shame, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we called this radiate motivation, because it is that motivating factor of, first of all, finding someone to help with this without any judgment knowing you can do better and then, you know, learning the tools that you had maybe previously thought were unattainable tools that it's like, I'll never, I'll never learn that. I'll never figure it out. I'll never be good at this. So, which reminds me of what type of beliefs are you finding in clients about money that interfere with their, their savvy? Well, uh, I think the first thing is that People think, I, I maybe I was saying this to you before, but it's like we all, as Americans, we are so poorly educated. In fact, yeah. there was a U.S. News Money um, survey. They went; it was a worldwide survey about financial literacy and where where countries ranked in their ability to provide that kind of information, schools and culturally, right? And out of out of hundreds of countries across, you know, across the globe. Um, U.S. ranked 15th, and the 14th, the one right above us, was Botswana. Botswana is more financially literate than all of the United States, and I just said there, that's something, right? That says a lot, and I think that if we, so I think the curiosity, and you know, if we can fuel people's curiosity about asking the why questions, and how does this work? And why didn't I learn that? I, that's kind of where most people are coming from is like, I, it's kind of like, I'm almost about ready to give up. What should I do? Right. And that, right. that to me is kind of one of the best places to start because 
then you can start just going, listen, you probably have done some really good things. Like you probably have some, maybe you have a little retirement from an old employer, or you maybe you've already paid off your car, or maybe you're already in the house. You've already gotten the steps to buy a house. Now, you know, let's, let's again, those are not bad things. Mortgage is not a bad debt to have. It's because it's tied to an asset that hopefully will appreciate over time, even if it's not appreciating yet. And um, so I just think that we just don't give ourselves enough credit. And sometimes it takes that extra percent, you know, that perception or objectivity to look at what people have done and go, good job. That's a great way to do it. Now let's take the next step beyond that. And they just don't see the pathway. They don't see the forest for the trees, really, is what I think. Yeah. Support for the Radiate Wellness Podcast is made possible in part by listeners like you. Would you like to support this podcast? Visit radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast for more information. So what type of things do you help clients with? You mentioned um, savings. You mentioned maybe retirement. Like, What kind of things do people come to you for? Um, I'll say budgeting and I also am kind of like a tacky. So I work, I, I, I love taxes. I love working in that world because what? again, I, I know it's crazy, right? But taxes actually are written for business owners and, and we automatically think it's for the, you know, the big, huge mega billionaires that are taking all mm-hmm. the tax breaks. But actually if you have a CPA, most CPAs will just do the work because they're looking in the rear view mirror from what happened. And mm-hmm. I have the approach of let's do that, but let's look for forecast it forward. And so with a good CPA and working with like myself or a financial girlfriend that's gone through my master classes, we yeah. look for ways to uh, use tax code in our clients' benefits. So even if they're W-2 employees somewhere, There's ways to max out your 401k to pay less than the IRS. We know that is like a deduction you can give yourself. But if you have a side hustle or and or even try, you know, maybe somebody in the household is working part time through some kind of side or part time self-employment type business. Yeah. Then to me, that's tax magic because you've got you've got now a whole warehouse of other taxes and tax code written for business owners means you can make as little as $1,000 in your first year of just gross revenue, and you still get to take benefit of a lot of the tax laws that are out there for small business. It's small business all the way up to, you know, billionaire businesses. It does not matter. It's just, to me, it's just scalable. It just goes wherever you're at on your, at your time frame. So um, taxes to me... Uh, I did ask a question once, lady, I go, well, how do you feel about taxes? And she goes, oh, I love taxes. And I said, well, that's not a usual answer that I get. (laughs) And she goes, I go, why do you love them? She goes, because I get a big refund every April. And I'm like, oh, so you're paying all that money forward and not getting benefit of using it in your own life. And then maybe you blow it on a trip to Disneyland or something. So again, it's just a matter of balance. I look for balance in everything. I want you to have all that you need and you could use, but I also want you to have more. So we always, those top 15 money hacks going back to that is really just how to find 
more money in where places that you just don't even know that there is more money to be found. I love that. And then you can get the the 15 money hacks just by signing up on your website, the little pop-up yeah. thing. Sign up for yeah. your email list and get benefit from that. And then also get these great money hacks. Now, you yeah. mentioned something that really just kind of made me go, hmm? and that was uh, you train people to be financial girlfriends. Yeah, that's great. So right now I'm working with the major uh, financial planning firms uh, that have me doing, um, I call it the Financial Girlfriend Academy. And I've had many graduates now come through. I think my first class is starting uh, February of this year. And there's six-week master classes. And, um, and it's women in financial. So it doesn't have to be a financial advisor per se. But I've had money coaches. I've had bookkeepers. I've had uh, women that work in financial services. Maybe they're like a support person to a financial advisor. Um, most of it is based in emotional intelligence. Because I believe that, as, again, as women, I use that nurturing, you know, that mother instinct, even if we're not necessarily biological mothers, we have that ability just to care about and be compassionate for others. And um, I, I start a lot of my workshops with uh, a phrase that I love. It's, um, it's an African proverb, and I hope not to butcher it, but it's when you teach a man, you've taught an individual. When you teach a woman, you've taught the village. And that to me means that we share knowledge and we want to be collaborative and we want the best for everyone because if we get a good deal, I want to share it with you. I'm going to say, hey, I'll say, hey, I love your blouse. That's a beautiful blouse on you. And you, oh, I got this at $7 at Ross, right? I mean, it's kind of a badge of honor that we find the deals. And that's really what I think the financial girlfriend does too. And so when I teach that, it kind of really blows the women advisors minds away because then they're going I get to be more me and less male dominated ego in in industry and so my whole whole undercut of all this is I want to be a catalyst for some drastic changes in approachability with the financial industry I don't want people to fear having to go or or feel like they're going to be judged if they even call up some person because they just got you know maybe a major bonus or something but a lot of people think they can't even talk to an advisor without having $100,000 ready to invest. And I just say, yes on that. No, start where you're at. And anybody who, if you have income, if you have any income, it does not even have a dollar sign with zeros. It, just whatever you have, you there's something we can usually find ways to help you find other places where your money might be just better working for you. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And I think just as a woman, I find women more approachable anyway. Maybe that's just, maybe that's just me. But yeah. Well, I think there's been a lot of studies about women as consumers. We live longer than typically than our male, the male yeah. women. Yeah. And so even if we're not like the money person in our families right now, um, or we're, you know, we might have just part, part, role about paying the make sure the bills get paid but when it comes to the investment side we kind of leave it off to someone else yeah. in our family well the idea is that at some point most women will outlive their spouse and 
they're going to be in charge of their money at some point. So would you rather do it in your 40s or would you rather do it in your 70s, right? Or 80s. So the idea is that I, I see this kind of surge of feminine energy coming up saying, I got to know some of this stuff before any of that kind of ha- thing happens. And, I, and maybe I have some influence on how, you know, we want to put our money where our mouth is too. We, we care about where we put our money in the community or how we're making sure that it goes to things that we care about and really causes that we want to help. Right. So the community is really that whole focus of putting money in a place that is, it is empowering to another organization and it's being used in a very sensible and practical way is very important to us. So we can do that through investment. I love that. And then you also on your website, you've got um, the GF Talks Learning Lab, and that looks really interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about what that is? Well, I started some summer courses on debt, debt, rock your debt, um, rock your, I have, I have women going through divorces right now. It's kind of, it's kind of spiked because of the pandemic. Right. And I have a checklist that I go through with clients so that they can, before they even go see their attorneys, they don't know if they are, you know, are they financially prepared to do any of this? Is it something, you know, and so what I've done is I've created a course. It's a 90 minute course, rock your divorce and what to, what to learn before you go see your attorney. And it kind of has this checklist with some, your questions built into how you want to, you know, handle this. Um, and so I, I just, topical. I want him to be, again, bite-sized, topical, uh, rock your retirement, rock your budget, rock your, uh, I'm going to be working, I'm working on right now, but I haven't n- announced it yet, but rock, rock your crypto because cryptocurrency oh, is coming yeah. up like crazy. <laughs> yeah. I've and been so, really curious um, about that and no, no idea where to learn about it. So perfect. Yeah. Most, ad- most, licensed advisors where there's no regulations around it so we kind of have to say i'm sorry i can't help you go call you know go call somebody from the internet i guess um so i've got some resources some really good people experts in their fields that are helping me put this program together but the idea is that um summer courses ended up or these workshops ended up uh out of need and I'm I, so I got some wildly popular ones, more some more than the others. Oh, somebody told me about their aging parents. So I have one for oh. your aging or senior yes. citizens in your life. How to have those crazy money questions like, Mom, when do you want me to call and, and call you and tell you that it's too, you know that you probably shouldn't be driving anymore? When is that? What kind of trigger would that cause? Right? And exactly. it's uncomfortable. It's all of these ooh, awkward situations that we now become the parents to our parents. And so we really want to have kind of very, I want to normalize those types of conversations so that people don't feel defensive and you're trying to take something away from me and things like that. So, um, so all of these courses are very just day-to-day man, you know, management and conversations that we can have. Um, And then we have, uh, we have, hang on, that's my dog. I got interrupted. I'm so sorry. Come here, baby. Oh, he's fine. Okay, sorry. Hashtag um, working from home. <laughs> yeah, right. Come here. Come here. Okay. Make him lay down next to me. Um, so the workshops, the summer mm-hmm. workshops then led me to think, well, I was charging $25 for the 90 minutes. I said called it summer pricing, $25 for these courses. And then I thought, well, gosh, I have people who are repeating. Like they like 
five of my six topics and they keep repeating. So then I came up with Girlfriend Talks Learning Lab. And so instead of paying 25 every time you show up to any class, you right. pay $29 one time lifetime sign up fee and then uh, $9 a month. And that is a recurring charge and you can cancel it anytime you have a th- give us a 30 day notice and then you won't get charged. You know, if you want to put it in for now, then you won't get charged starting in October. And so um, and I, I didn't want it, you know, I didn't want it to be a huge co- dollar commitment, but I mm-hmm. wanted to create some stir that people can actually just drop in to these classes because they're in like a membership program. And that's really where it came from. I was thinking Costco and that kind of thing. It's like, okay, I'll just pay this small nominal fee, but I get to access all of the classes. And I'm training some of those women advisors that I was talking about to right. teach these classes. And then they get an audience and they can start working with clients that show up to the, into their classes too. So again, I'm trying to sprinkle the world with financial girlfriends everywhere. <laughs> Laura to help us we need that oh yeah I can use some financial girlfriends that's a great idea what a great idea I love this yeah learnings this school this financial literacy school now do you have any programs for like teens or kids yeah that is definitely coming up too um it's I have this laundry list and I'm like having to prioritize some you know what's going to go in where but that's come up time and time again in fact I've had clients who've actually brought their brought their young adults or their teens mm-hmm. with them onto these Zoom calls so that they can talk about mom and dad, you know, hear them talking about mom and dad's retirement or mom and dad's life insurance or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it just, again, it normalizes that money isn't a taboo. Money should be a conversation that's just as easily, we talk about that when we do the sports game that we love or you know, or right. daily goings sure. on or what's going on in the life. Right. So, exactly. um, yeah. So, so I think, yes, mm-hmm. teens are definitely coming up. We've got, I think the cryptocurrency will actually cause a lot of the teens to want to start seeing what that's all about. I've had, I think the youngest person so far that's been in some of our classes is in her late twenties. And she's, she's done a repeat a couple of times, uh, yeah, well, yeah. as we get closer to tax season, we'll do rock your taxes with your how to how to talk with your CPA or how to make sure you get the most out of your CPA's time. Oh, that's brilliant! Yo, I can imagine rock your paycheck, all of these things, rock oh, your savings. That one, tell <laughs> <laughs> Thank rock you. I will be here all week. One. Rock your paycheck. <laughs> you know, yeah. For, I'll give you, for I'll people give you, just. Uh, Subtitle credit for sure. Give me some credit, yes. <laughs> um, but for I'm thinking for kids starting out on the workforce, like this yeah. is what you can expect. This is the people right. are going to be they're going to be taking this money out. This is what it goes for. This is how you can choose how much they take. You know, for people yeah. just starting out in the workforce. Exactly. In fact, even last night I was finishing the dishes, and my daughter, who's 20 and was here, her boyfriend came over, and she comes around the corner. He was talking to my husband. And she comes around and she goes, mom, can you talk to Austin about uh, getting a loan on a car? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. And he was like, he was kind of embarrassed and said, no, this is the perfect place to come and talk about loans for cars and what you can expect exactly. and what your pain, what, what you can afford and what your payment looks like and how to build credit. He doesn't even have credit. He has zero credit. So it's like, yeah. it was a great little 
time to just, again, have a chat and make it easy. Don't make it painful and hard and embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine talking to Girl Scout groups and Boy Scouts and Junior wow. Achievement and Boys and Girls Clubs. And, you know, I wish I knew this stuff growing up because... I get that I, a lot. That's a yeah. very common question because it's like, or like, why didn't anybody show me this or when I was doing that? And, and it's just because, you know, our school systems are definitely in need of help. I mean, obviously, I feel that right. our teachers do not get paid enough. Um, but to put that curriculum in is just, it's another... It's another wedge into a square hole into a round pig, right? Because I remember taking a money and sense class and it was taught by the baseball coach that needed something to do until three o'clock. And he's telling 16 year olds how to balance a checkbook. Well, honestly, you can't even own a checking account until you're 18. So it was irrelevant information. It's kind of like what I call book knowledge versus day to day in, in the field, you know, working with people on their money. Right, right. Well, you're doing great stuff. This is amazing. This I wish I would have known about this when I was in my 20s, but here <laughs> we are. It's never too late. That's another thing. It's right. you take the ground today and you can start one by one working towards uh just improving and there's always room for improvement. I love it. And of course your website is myfinancialgirlfriend.com and you've got my gosh so much information you've got the learning lab you got all these classes up there you've got a calendar yeah. of workshops and events stuff that you're teaching stuff that you're doing media videos great selection of media videos and Damn. um yeah if somebody wants to start working with you how can they do that just uh, reach out through the website there's a little you know i want to talk to you or chat with your girlfriend let's chat more yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it comes right into my inbox. Um, Facebook, we have a really good Facebook and Instagram presence. Um, we're also on LinkedIn. So those are our three social media platforms sure. that are really um, just, I think that whole girlfriend, uh, the talk, uh, yeah, girlfriend talks learning lab is really starting to be very popular, which is nice. I like to see more people in attendance because the cool thing is that if you learned one well, you have a guarantee for me personally. If, if there's a 90-minute class that you go and you don't learn anything, like you can't walk away with one idea different than what you're currently doing, you get your full refund back. So I, again, I want it to be as approachable, accessible. I want people to be eager and motivated to do something new. I love it. I love it. Well, Lisa, it has been so informative and fun talking with you <laughs> i would love to bring see, you back money can on be fun. <laughs> see, money can be fun if you got the right girlfriend to talk to about it exactly. right exactly. so i'd love to bring yep. you back maybe in a in a few months or something like that but um it's just been a joy learning about what you do and what you bring to the table and i totally appreciate your time thank you christy it's been fun thank you Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com.
I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.